0: Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and you are here for the Presence Podcast, episode number 167. And if I sound somewhat less out of it and less tired tonight than I did last night, it's because I am only somewhat, that is. My voice is still pretty froggy. It was far too much yelling this week. And. My voice has actually become more sensitive, I think, than in years past. And uh, that's why I am going to sound, I think, a little froggy for at least a while. Today was um, a good day. It was a day that began in sun, lots of sun. And that allowed me, and I also was able to sleep in a little bit. Not as much as I would have liked, but at least a little bit. But that allowed me to keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And I did, actually, kind of uh, in that morning that I was just talking about. So, come join me here on this warm evening, very pleasant tonight, and uh, take a listen, if you will, to the thoughts and moments of God's presence today. So today was day three of the World Cup. Now, you will hear me. I don't know if I said this in my introduction to the World Cup a couple days ago, but I do not use the three four letters of the trademarked uh, name of the World Cup because I believe that institution, while important and useful and necessary to be the organizer, also is very, very corrupt. So I do not um, honor them, really, by using their name. And I just speak of the World Cup. So I got up this morning, kind of on the early side, to catch one of the games that I really wanted to watch, which was Iceland and Denmark. And it was um, at that point that I realized eight o'clock was not when the game started. Uh, It started at nine o'clock Eastern time. But also I was reminded that my son, T is how I note him on this podcast. As I've said before, I do not use my children's full names on this podcast. But he had decided earlier this week that he wanted to go today to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles and take his uh, written test to see if he can get his temps so that he and I can um, officially and legally start driving together. So after I roused him from his very deep sleep and after the first half of the um, Argentina-Iceland um, game was done, um, we headed out to go to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Now, I've done this before, to actually, and specifically to this office, which is not too far from our home, about maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, not too far. Um, I realized that it is one of the few places that are around here and I would imagine kind of around most um, big cities um, or medium-sized cities. Columbus is not a big city, it's really a medium um, but growing sized city that you really see here comes everybody. Meaning different socioeconomic classes, different uh, racial and ethnic groups, different um, just differences. You know, and and think about it, because in public life, um, one of the places that we all go to is the grocery store, right? Supermarket. And those are tremendously, tremendously segregated. Not intentionally, of course. We don't do anything in, you know, like maybe was done in the past where certain people can shop in certain places and others aren't allowed, permitted legally to do that. No, nowadays it has to do with location. Also, it has to do with prices and the quality of the food and just the whole shopping experience. And, you know, we all know which are the sort of convenience store, corner store, markets in, um, you know, urban, heavy urban, um, for lack of a better word, but a descriptive word, ghetto areas. And then on the other side, you know, sort of the luxury experience of, you know, certain um, health food stores or certain you know, very upscale, up end um, markets, and then everything in between. So you don't see this diversity, this range of people at the supermarket. You don't see them at church either, right? Churches are very segregated. Again, intentionally by choice, people choose to do that. And of course, you know, at a Christian church, you're not going to see people, generally speaking, who are Muslim, women wearing hijabs, and and um, you know, men who are um you know who who, who are muslim you're, you're not going to see them at a church sort of by definition and there's many other places that i could list and the list you know could certainly go on but the rmv the bmv the dmv whatever your state calls it are one of, is one of those places where everyone has to go regardless of their economic level regardless of 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 nothing Now, at least to my knowledge, you know, they don't have states or places where you can pay extra, quote unquote, to um, avoid the line, to um, avoid the way to get a private driving lesson or not driving lesson, driving test. I don't think they have those. And I certainly hope they don't have those because I think it is important in our society right now, our, our very fractured, changing diversifying American society that we are, at least once in a while, forced to sit next to as we wait for whatever the services that we're there for, sit or stand in line, perhaps, people who are different than us, who look different than us, who have different histories and different stories and different locations from which they hail. And I noticed that today at the RMV, and it was interesting to kind of, you know, put a A finer point on this, my son did run into one of his friends from school here in the local community. Um, And this kid I've met before, um, he is from um, Nepal. That is the country that he hails from, but he is Bhutanese from Bhutan of his um, ethnic group. And the astute listener might know that a number of years ago, um, not that many years ago, maybe I think 10 or 15 years ago, the um, Bhutanese people were driven out and forced into refugee camps by the Nepali people. And um, this particular friend of my son's lived in a refugee camp from a young age. And I don't know when he came to the United States or was resettled as a, um, a refugee here in our town, but um, it wasn't that long ago. And um, he's actually part of the second largest refugee um, Muslim, excuse me not Muslim refugee um, resettled ethnic national community here in central Ohio, the first being um, uh, Somali. Um, and we see, even in my own community, we see Somali people. There was a Somali um, translation of the drivers uh, manual that was available there at the rmv dmv bmv whatever your mv might be so to end these thoughts and to end the story my son unfortunately failed the driver's test the written test We're a long 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 way from the actual behind the wheel test but the written test so he will have to come back i told him we can come back next week so i get one more time to experience the here comes everyone of the rmv So in conclusion, what was the most recent time you were in a place that was truly Here Comes Everyone, places where you were with people different than you, places where you were different than the people you were with, places where diversity and the changing demographic of America, of the United States, was on full display? And did you experience God's presence in the rainbow, the diversity, the wide range of humans that are all as the bible tells us in the very very beginning of it made in the image and likeness of god as always thanks for listening appreciate your being here blessings and peace